So, I'm going to use this podcast to talk about role-playing or getting into role and kind of the do's and don'ts that work for me and what I've seen at my tables. Now, first and foremost, there's really no wrong way to play D&D as long as everyone at the table is having fun. Um, That's super important. If everyone's having fun, then you're winning the game. There's no winners in D&D unless you're having fun. Um, It shouldn't be like a chore or tedious. So if you need to make changes to your tables, despite it not necessarily being in the rules, you should do so um, to make it more fun for yourself. Right? Maybe combat is just not right for your table. Then get rid of it. Don't worry about it. Maybe you only use a little bit of it. Maybe your team literally doesn't want to interact with any NPCs and just wants to dungeon dive. That's okay, too. As long as it's fun. Now, for you as the DM, too, the only way for you to win is to challenge the players and make sure that they're having fun and, in turn, you having fun. So, if that's not if you can't do that for your table, you are losing. It's a losing battle. So, that's the first element of the roleplay, actually. Now, I wanted to talk about getting into character. Far too often, I see players fall into the trap of making themselves or playing their character as themselves. And what ends up happening is that character slowly loses their identity and just becomes the player. That's not what is originally uh, intended. So, to remedy that, there's a few things that you could do when you roleplay in Dungeons & Dragons and other roleplaying games to help with that. Now, I don't want to use the term accent, but there's definitely ways that you could speak and change your tone while you're talking in character. You should also distinguish what's different between your actions and what is your character's actions. Sometimes using a third uh, a third person tone or way of speaking for when your character acts and then using the first person when they speak will help out with that. What do I mean by that is my character will move 20 feet this way. Then he will make a perception check versus I walk 20 feet this way and I make a perception check. See, the mentality changes quite a bit and how it is conveyed changes quite a bit too. And those that would perceive it will also see it differently. Now, when you talk in character, you could preface with my character says... Or you could keep it as a natural conversational flow. Now with the accents. Change the tone. You don't have to be over the top and talk like a World of Warcraft gnome. (laughs) Or even, uh, even talk dark and brooding. And the character talks like this the entire time. Even when it's a moment of passion or not. See... What ends up happening is you make your character a meme. 
and one directional when you just do that. Now, if you're talented and are able to speak in an accent or speak in a tone differently consistently while, while still maintaining character, that's great. You should do that. Because what that'll do is separate the way you speak from how your character speaks, thus making it a separate identity. And that's what's super important here. Character identity and player identity. What I think uh, would most benefit you is playing around a little bit. So if I change my tone, yet keep it still natural, so if I start talking like this, while, st while still clear, it's not how I was talking previously. And that's just a volume switch. But ultimately, you can start acting a little over the top and maybe talk a little faster when you're talking in character. And it'll change the overall tone while still keeping it a little bit natural. You just got to think a little bit more ahead. Ultimately, how you portray your character is up to you. But I do believe that you can increase the enjoyment of said character if you consider those tones and different volumes. Thank you. In this segment, we're talking about a backstory generation. I was going through Reddit today and I noticed a post. Someone was sharing their backstory. And it was a good, a good uh, start. Um, essentially, he was creating a human ranger, I believe. Um, his character's thing was he was fascinated by the other races. Um, but grew up in an area that was uh, more uh, xenophobic. Only human, only be with humans kind of thing. But his fascination grew into a, a scent of uh, lust. It eventually caused him to be outcasted and beaten uh, multiple times. Um, he was sent out on his own and met an orcish woman in the woods. They grew romantic on the 18th birthday. They were one. They got married. Uh, he learned that the orcish woman was actually a fallen angel disguising themselves though still wanted to be with him and just wanted to reveal the truth found out he was going to be a father and that was his backstory what's wrong with it well there's no hook like why would someone who just got married and is having a kid want to go on an adventure from that story they wouldn't they would want to be a homemaker i mean realistically your spouse is a fallen angel. You have They would have magical prowess. Uh, they wouldn't really have need or desire for much. They would be taken care of. Now, if he said something along the lines of the spouse was uh, smitten, didn't have any form of supernatural power besides the ability to disguise themselves, and he wanted to, uh, to uh, find a way to... Uh, support his family for the first few uh, first few years of his uh, new half fallen angel half human orc daughter son then he would have to go on an adventure to a mysterious place you know then you got a hook at least and that's what this comes down to is you need to have a hook in your backstory if you don't answer the question why you're adventuring you cannot allow your you cannot have your dm do that that's too hard he can't make that decision for your character. That's on you. 
Anyway, I hope this helps you when you're building your character. Later.